0: I am resilient. I trust the movement. I negate
1: the chaos. Uplift the negative. I'll show up at the table again and again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding and today I'm talking with Christopher Austin, the originator of the petition to take down the statue of Christopher Columbus in front of the Columbus City Hall. Christopher Austin graduated from Otterbein University with a major in theater and received his master's degree in pastoral and professional counseling from Methodist Theological School. He has received awards for his theatrical performances and completed his first feature film, Things Are Tough All Over, directed by local filmmaker, Chris Bornea. Christopher has worked in the field of counseling and social work for six years, and has received recognition and awards for his work in the field. He is active in the Columbus community with the goal of helping people find their voice of empowerment, through the arts, volunteering in religious and community outreach, and social activism. Welcome, Chris. Christopher. Um,
0: it's all right. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy to be here. You know, sometimes it's new for me, too, because I went for Chris. I went by Chris till maybe about 2016. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go by Christopher now and uh, there are people that aren't used to me with that change, so, <laughs> but you know, it's okay.
1: Including me. <laughs> well, let's backtrack on Memorial Day, which is, uh, was a really tough day in this country. Um, May 25, George Floyd was murdered by Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, and was aided and abetted by um, three other officers. And since then, there's been no peace in Minneapolis, all over the states, around the world, And here in Columbus, there have been rallies, protest marches daily and nightly. And the Columbus police have used aggression and violence, pepper spray, mace, wooden and rubber bullets, flashbang grenades on those exercising their First Amendment rights. And people are being injured and harmed. A young woman has died from complications after being sprayed by chemical agents. A double amputee protester was roughed up and left on the ground. Three prominent African-American politicians were pepper sprayed while standing in solidarity solidarity with protesters. So during this Black Lives Matter movement, there has been a nationwide demand to remove the statues of perpetrators of racial cruelty, discrimination, and injustice. And here in our city, Columbus, Ohio, Christopher Columbus statues are coming down. So Christopher, you wrote an online petition to do just this, take down the statue of Christopher Columbus. So let's break this down. In Black Lives Matters, there's protests, there's policy, there's rallies, there's marches. Why did you focus on the statue?
0: I focused on this statue because um, this has been a symbol for decades of oppression here in this very city. This, is, this particular statue It is not a stranger to protest. People have been protesting this uh, when I was a kid, and people have been out there. They protested the uh, Santa Maria that was right there on the river because we understand the messages that these uh, statues and that these works convey. And while we see in real time someone's life being ended by the police, we see that happening, the entire nation sees that happening. And there is such a public outcry about how unjust this is, yet none of us were alive five centuries prior, six centuries prior, when Columbus set forth on some islands and decimated an entire population of people. And if we can imagine the outcry of the unjustness of a man being killed in broad daylight and how it all made us feel, we can. it's not a hard leap to understand what a great injustice it was for a population to be left to just a couple hundred people left. And for their lives to have been completely disrupted and 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 destroyed and for their 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 remnant to be just gone from the face of the earth and knowing this and knowing how we as people feel when we see other people subjugated and struck down and destroyed before our very eyes I was sitting here thinking about this how can we lift up a statue of a person that did this very same thing that we are outraged about today.
1: So you've been thinking about this before. So you've thought about this with, the, with this actual statue or the three statues that are in Columbus, Ohio, yeah. three of them. So this is something that is kind of you followed or you have you know unconsciously, subconsciously followed since you were a kid and you've seen protests. Mm-hmm. I know that um, Ruben Casilla Herrera, Um, he was very focused on bringing down that Mm -hmm. statue as well. And I have a history of Mm -hmm. of that area because when I came back from New York as an actor, I produced a show on the Santa Maria. Oh, you did? I did. And I was not at all really awake about, you know, the controversy, and I should have been, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't. And um, when we opened, it, it was in the fall, and on Columbus Day... That uh, Native American community uh, and activists came down and protested our show. And it just like, mm-hmm. whoa, I listened mm-hmm. and I heard and I realized, whoa, well, I better really do some homework. Right. So yeah. that Santa Maria is part of my history and part of my waking up, too. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it as, as far as controversial, I was just believed that, you know, Christopher. Columbus sailed the ocean blue in, in 1492, you know? So.
0: That's what all of us grew up being taught. We were all taught in 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And right, right. That poem, And everybody got along and the Native Americans helped them find food and spice and everything was nice. And, and that's the end of the story. We were all taught a false history. Yeah. and And the more we have those moments of awakening, and we start listening and we start doing some research and you know part of my ancestors are uh, indigenous people here in north america Uh and i have my grandmother would always tell us stories about one of our ancestors that was on the trail of tears Uh but she was able to escape now i don't know if there were others because a lot of our records were lost so I don't know the whole story, but I just know that there was one that, uh, from the, uh, that is an ancestor of mine, my grandmother's, that was able to escape. So when I think about the Trail of Tears and Christopher Columbus and all these other statues and monuments to people that uh, moved people and destroyed people and enslaved people and trafficked people and forced them to work. Um, it, it, I, it's very interesting. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday that people of color in, in America, by and large, have such a very different view of America because of what we grow up with and the messages we receive from an early age. So, what sense, what, what, what you can guess, what our experience is when you see the statue of a man. Uh, that you know the history is he was responsible for enslaving, raping, pillaging, burning, looting entire groups of people, but they make a statue out of them. What does that say about you, you know, as as a person of color? what, What kind of message do you think society is giving you at an early age? I can tell you while I'm talking about it, a lot of people don't remember what their first cartoons were. So, you know, they are like, oh, yeah, maybe I watched uh, Howdy Doody or, <laughs> you know, Animaniacs or whatever it was. Bugs Bunny. I remember Bugs Bunny, you know, Looney Tunes. I remember very vividly what my earliest cartoons were. And it was a uh, black and white 1930s cartoon of Africans drawn as savages trying to throw a white explorer into a burning pot of water to boil them and eat them alive. Wow. And that was my first introduction to cartoons as a kid. So the messages that society is giving to young people is something that uh, we are reckoning with today. And it's not, and it's in these statues and in these monuments. And and the whole thing about it is, why are they in a position of honoring? Why are they in a position of memorializing? And that's what people are really grappling with. The people that don't quite understand, maybe they need to learn some more history, but there's still even denial amongst people that do read the history. Oh yeah. And maybe, you've, maybe you've encountered people uh, with that kind of denial as well.
1: I've encountered it, Christopher, and I've also, you know, I've been looking at this too. This whole, you know, Christopher Columbus, Quite frankly, it is a really strong piece of art. It's not ugly, it's a a strong piece of art. So, and I have history with it and I was thinking about it and I was talking with my husband and my daughter. We live in Bexley. Used to be Mm -hmm. a primarily um, Jewish um, community. Not so much anymore, but in a way I was saying, you know, I was kind of like relaying to them some of the things I found out that Christopher Columbus did. To these indigenous people, I mean, he dismembered them if they, you know, you know, did something minor. He sold right. little, you know, young girls as sex slaves. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of heinous things that happen. But what I said to them is like it's like Bexley having a huge statue of Hitler on Main Street and being called Hitler Ohio. Basically. Right. That yeah. is. It's like that. It's like, it's so potently for people that have, especially in folks with indigenous, that connection with Christopher Columbus and you as well, you know, and everyone that's been oppressed by, you know, people that, you know, that are lauded, you know, it's just, it's, it, we're, I'm beginning to understand. It's like, we're always constantly being woken up. When you're white yeah. and privileged, you, oftentimes don't see and you have to kind of put it put your feet in someone else's shoes or put shoes on that really you get that you get yeah yeah
0: Yeah. this empathy thing that you're referring to um putting yourself in other people's shoes i think that america especially over the past few years has lost it's a tremendous Oh. Amount of empathy and understanding, and has embraced this uh, my way or the highway, get the get get out of the way if you don't you know uh, if you don't stand for the status quo kind of mentality, and that's what's so upsetting and disturbing. I think that for so many people, and not just here in America, we're we're seeing these protests for for this all around the world. We're seeing people in in England tearing down statues of slave owners and throwing them in the harbor, as as a way of rejecting that 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 uh, ideal, as a way of rejecting that that type of honoring. Uh, There there has to people uh, in 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 Iran are protesting for for Black Lives Matter. I have uh, friends in France and she shows me pictures and videos of people protesting for black lives matter and she's constantly saying like france is with you you have the support of france you have the support of belgium you have all these countries that can clearly see what the times are calling for and they can clearly see who is being oppressed but we still have people here today that can't accept it or they don't want to get educated or they don't want to learn or when they do learn they want to look the other way and i think that's what the the worst injury of all is to know what's happening but choose to look the other way and i think that's what it's like to live with an open secret you know the elephant in the room the open secret is when we know that this thing is so-called a secret Everybody knows about it, but everybody, so many people refuse to acknowledge that it's there. And, and, and I think that's the worst injury of all is to stay silent and to ignore.
1: Christopher, you know, it was the, the, the blatant kind of nonchalance that, that the officer had on his face yeah. when he killed, murdered, George Floyd, and it remind that's the mindset that I fear, that's going on a lot right now, and the yeah. mindset of our of our leaders, our our president right now. It feels that's that's sort of what's being saying that's okay, this is yeah. okay, and and I think that's what resonated so much around the world was this is not okay, and this has to end, and I feel like. Um, it woke up. It, not just woke up, but everybody saw that incredible, yeah. blatant sense of like privilege and and disdain, and and it and it had to be addressed. The world, all over the world. I mean, it's huge,
0: yeah. and
1: so so the statue. What made you do the petition? What I know that they, there was the um, Columbus um, um, College, City College um, statue that was coming down. Did that inspire you? Was that part of it? What's the timeline? How did it work for you? Well,
0: what happened was um, I had enough of just everything you're describing. And you know, you want to do something. You want to challenge the powers that be. <laughs> You want to make a statement and say, enough is enough. And if you say that you really believe in equality and you really want to address systemic racism and persistent racism, which is what the mayor said, if you really want to address these things, then you can't hold up symbols that represent these things. So if you really mean what you say, you're going to take tangible action to show that you mean what you say. So uh, I was actually at work and I was on my lunch break and I said, I'm gonna make a petition I'm gonna I'm gonna make a petition and I'm just gonna do something and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it out there because I can't stay silent because working in therapy and counseling and social work I'm very familiar with the power that symbols have with people you know they evoke certain feelings they evoke certain emotions they can bring us back to a time and a place that we, would, we don't want to be. They can bring up horrible memories. They can, they can bring up feelings of depression and anxiety and make us feel like we're being trampled all over again. And I know the power that these symbols have. Mm-hmm. So how can we continue to hold up these symbols that evoke so much negativity and, and oppression? So I went ahead during my lunch hour and uh, made this uh, petition on June 9th. And I just put it on uh, social media on my Facebook and encouraged people to read it, sign, and share. And 24 hours later, there were over 700 signatures on that petition. And I was like, "Wow! Uh, I, w- I don't think I knew that I would that there would be 700 supporters in in 24 hours time. But you know, it, it was great. I was like, I knew that I was not the only one that felt this way." Uh, People needed a way to to express it as well. And I think in times like change, people need an outlet. People need to know that there is an avenue that they can use to be able to speak out as well. So I'm glad that this petition became that avenue for so many people so that they were able to address what they had been feeling and grappling with for however long they were grappling with it too. A couple days later, um, I think June 12th, 11th or 12th, uh, I got a message from NBC4, and they wanted to do an interview with me on the news. So uh, that afternoon, I did an interview with them and explained the petition and told them much of the history of what you shared about what Columbus did uh, to the people and the atrocities that he committed. And they aired that. And uh, a couple of days later, this petition got over 1,200 signatures, over 1,500 signatures. And then it was announced that Columbus State was uh, developing a, com- a committee to review the, where their statue of uh, Christopher Columbus stands in regards to the dialogue and to the uh, present circumstances in the community. And is this statue representative to them as a school? And uh, then it was announced uh, that they were going to remove their statue. And as soon as they announced they were going to remove their statue, I sent an email out to supporters, which at this point was over about 2,500 supporters. (laughs) And this was about nine days total in between launching the petition and the mayor of Columbus announcing that they were going to remove the statue of Christopher Columbus in front of City Hall. And I thought, and I hoped, I said, if Columbus State can take theirs down, that will be great momentum. And we can use that to uh, bring that to the mayor and city hall's attention. And as soon as they announced that, I wrote the mayor and I wrote city hall. Every, uh, every single city council member and said Columbus State has shown tremendous leadership and uh, an example of recognizing the power that these symbols have and, and, and reinforcing systemic racism. And I'm wanting to know when are you going to take a stand and follow suit? Mm-hmm. And two days later, later the mayor announced that Columbus would be parting ways with the statue of uh, Christopher Columbus in front of City Hall. Oh. So it really happened. I didn't realize that it would happen so fast. But I think something that also happened that added to the immediacy of it mm-hmm. was that in the background of this conversation, other statues, not just of Confederate soldiers or monuments, but other statues of Christopher Columbus were coming down. Mm. Uh, people were vandalizing these other statues they were being thrown into rivers they were being beheaded Mm -hmm. and I think uh, Columbus was being forced with a reckoning that wait a minute this can happen here too yeah now do we want to be on the news for taking a stand in leadership or do we want to be on the news because we became another city that this happened with right so regardless of the motivation I'm glad that the right thing is being done.
1: You know, your petition isn't super long, Christopher. Sometimes those petitions can be really long, and yours was concise and clear. And you made a statement that you didn't want to erase history, and that you know that you didn't need these statues to be demolished. What were your hopes? What are your hopes? Um, Or, you know, at least what you'd accept as far as what to do with these statues.
0: Yeah, you know, I am a big history fan, and I'm always reading history. I'm always watching something having to do with history. I was watching the History Channel back when they actually showed history shows and not just reality shows, Um, but I still catch it from time to time. So I very much so am a firm believer in, in learning from history and looking to the past to help give guidance to the present and to the future. Yeah. And so what my petition was calling for was for these statues. And well, it was two part for me. I knew that this statue in front of City Hall was a gift from Genoa, Italy. So I'm thinking about diplomatic relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about these long-standing, generations long relationships that are in play here. So I'm being aware of that. I'm also being aware of the fact that we need an opportunity to not just erase history like Columbus erased the history of the indigenous people on this side of the world. But we needed an opportunity to educate people. We needed an opportunity to bring these things to light so that we can actually learn about them in the right context without glorifying and memorializing the man himself. So those things were at the forefront of, of what I was calling for. And I still would like to see them used in an educational uh, setting. So what I had actually also done was I reached out to the Ohio history connection,
1: the history Ah.
0: museum. And I reached out to them immediately after I created the petition. Oh, you did. And took it upon myself to just reach out to them and say, look, I just created a petition. I would like these, this work to be used in an exhibit or in an educational setting to provide the right context for learning and teaching young te- future residents and kids and so that we can learn this full history here. It is a part of Ohio history, but context is extremely important. So um, I my understanding right now is the City Hall statue is gonna be placed into storage um, until it's decided what will be done with it.
1: Did they reach back out to you from the Ohio Historical Society or the history connection yet? Did they reach back out?
0: Um, I don't believe, I haven't received anything. Um, I'm sure they were quite surprised by my email. <laughs> I'm sure they were quite surprised and, and were quite quite surprised to see all of this uh, take place in such a quick fashion. So, okay. But I hope that they are in, in dialogue. I know that the my petition also called for the statue to be replaced with a work of art that is representative of everyone here, representative of diversity, representative of hope, uh, representative of what we feel is the best in Columbus, something that we need to live up to, something that we need to aspire to. So I'm very interested to see what, that was something that the mayor called for as well. Um, He had a lot of good ideas. I don't know where he got them all from. Um,
1: (laughs) it looks like he read your petition it sounds like you read it and it it, sounded like the people from columbus state read your petition too in their their words yeah Yeah,
0: it sounds like they read it i'm i'm honestly i'm just glad that voices over generations have finally been heard you know the time it's literally has been generations it's been years it's been many 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 people who have sought to change the way you know history is being made right now Yeah, and they've been wanting to change the way we look at each other they've been wanting to change the way we look at the way we look at history it's it's funny to think of it this way but the way we look at history does have an effect on how we look at each other and if we look at it, the history if we look at history with truth and understanding and seeing people as people going through tremendous odds and heartbreak, I think that can add to our ability to empathize with people right here and now and care about how people treat each other in the future.
1: I'm with you, Christopher. What do you think? Um, if we? If we take down the statues, do we change our name? Do you have any names that Columbus? I mean, really, I'm open to it. And my husband um, and I were yeah. talking about him. What ideas have you thought of?
0: um I'm very much so against Flavortown.
1: You're very much what? I,
0: I'm very much so against Flavortown.
1: Okay, Flavortown. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm very much so against that. Um, I feel like that is, me personally, I feel like that's a joke that got really out of hand. And I feel like it also kind of, I feel like, not kind of, but it does discredit and deflect and take away from the power of this movement that is that is taking place right now. So I don't i don't want to see the uh, future, if there is a future name of this city, I don't want it to, oh, where are we going? Flavortown. I mean... No, I, I, yeah. I, I can't, I don't want to disrespect the future or the present sacrifices that people are making. You're talking about people here in the city being roughed up and maced and, and a person passed away from complications. I, how can we disrespect their memory and the work of everybody doing this right now? So that's just where I come from with it. Some people have mentioned Tecumseh or, uh, you know, uh, Sciota, or you know different different names or even franklin just calling it franklin ohio things like that um if i were to pick a name um if it if, uh, i would probably want a name that reflects the indigenous population or a name that reflects someone that really worked for work for bringing people together not tearing people apart so it's it's kind of funny to feel like we are at this place of renaming a city Mm-hmm. Because when I started, the, 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 I, I was interviewed by Channel 4 twice, and the second time, it was a different interviewer, and they said, you know, people are talking about renaming the city, and are you calling for that? And at the time, I thought, well, maybe, but I wanted to do one step at a time first, because I wanted to see if the statue was going <laughs> to come down. I, I thought I was going to have to be in it for the long haul. I thought it was going to be a long fight. So I was really just getting myself geared up and ready to just focus on on this 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 issue right there and then, but I love the story of tecumseh I, I've read about it, seen the outdoor theater show production many times, even as a kid, it's a beautiful, heroic, incredible story, and it signifies uh, people standing up for uh, what is right and and and, and encouraged and and love and family and community. All these things are represented in that story.
1: Hey, Chris, that's our time. And thank you so much. I also love the name Tecumseh. And um, I think that's a conversation that will continue as Columbus, former Columbus folks will converse. (laughs) Um, Thanks, Chris.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. It's been really a pleasure.
1: You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.